the pride of Limerick. The young man named Sean Sheehan. The severe MMA people that are coming to the local shows way before everyone else. To see them coming up and they're getting their shot, and I'm proud that people are coming up with me. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me, yeah. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me. And I'm feeling good. Episode 92 of the Severe May Podcast is back. And as the song says, it's a new dawn this week. Sean Sheehan here, as per usual. No Andrew McGann. He's gone to the other side, as we all know. But I've new people with me this week. And I don't have just one person. I have two people. We're doubling down. I'm bringing over the Talking Brawls crew with me. I've got Niall McGrath, veteran MMA podcaster, reporter, journalist, Posh Dublin twat. I've Pizzy Carroll, <laughs> Northsider, works for every publication in the world, robbing everyone's jobs, not even room for any of the rest of us. Flow Combat, the Irish Mirror, News Talk. You sound like your man Spite from. Lads. You, you sound. The Queen. You sound like your man from, from that Norway-England game years ago, Sheen. You're about to erupt and freak out. Anyway, anyway, I'm better presenting. So here you go, Niall. Take it away. Welcome in to the very first edition of the new Severe MMA podcast. I am, I presume, going to be uh, throwing the ball in the cornerback position um, from now on. So delighted to be on, Sean. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. And then this prick oh. here, Mr. Peter Carroll, he's, he's grinning and moaning since the start of this. Doing my head in as per usual. Um, Petey, how are you, my friend? I'm grand, I'm grand. I've gotten over the virus that you sent my computer last night. Uh, <laughs> beauty forcing me out of my job. Uh, one of my many jobs. Uh, you know, missed rounds of fighting last night because of this virus. Uh, but, you know, we're managing to get through. Week before uh, UFC New York, couldn't have come at a worse time, though. Thanks very much, though. Yeah, no problem. Uh, and people people think the Northsiders are the scumbags of the world. This fella sending me fucking... Shit, uh, you know, Sean. Shit you know what, he, Sean? You know what he wanted? Then he wanted me to send him commentary of the fights, and I was blue. I was bloobers after the match. I was hammered. Sean like. would have, Sean would have rang me. Sean would have rang me and put me on loudspeaker and just talked me through the fights. That's the big guy, Sean Sheen. I fell asleep. Yep. With, uh, two rounds left in the main event. My head on the laptop, crouched <laughs> over. Bottle of caviar beside you. Bottle of caviar. Bottle of champagne and a bottle of caviar. You know, you need to clean up that virus. A few supplements. Bit of, oh. bit of stuff like that, you know. Oh. That's that's oh. what you need to clean up. Do you know where you can get them? You can get them at rosnutrition.com. Our good friends, rosnutrition.com. Provide all the best supplements. They're the best in Ireland, let's be honest. Protein, whey-based, <laughs> plant-based, vitamins, BCAAs, all the good stuff like that. Did they do any hemp, Did they do any hemp products? I'm, I'm not sure. Possibly. You know where you find out? rosnutrition.com. <laughs> they break it down by sport. They break it down by sex. They break it down every different way. Whatever you want, they have. And to make it even better, you can get 25% off. What's the promo code, lads? You know it. I don't actually know. Yeah. You have to learn. It's severe MMA. Put all your <laughs> stuff in the cart. Go. Go to purchase. Right in severe MMA. 25% off. Boom. You know, Sean, we can't oh. do, we can't do subtitles with audio. 
Can we, can we, uh, like maybe wax my back with chest, oil me up, get me some Ross nutrition, and just make me the poster boy of the whole goddamn thing? Yeah. What happened? Why not? Like, you know, I just want to let them know if they listen to the show, which of course they do. You know, I'll shave my back if you send some protein my way. There you, you know, go. I, I can do that. What would you need the protein for? You know what I mean? Just, you, just my lifestyle. You, you really. like, t- you like tainted supplements, PT. So do all the best words in the world, apparently. So I mean, (laughs) okay, guys. Oh yeah, can I, can I, can I clear something up really quickly about this Irish mirror shit, though? Really quick. Yeah, go on. So yeah, Connor obviously. (laughs) It was you. We all know it was you. Um, the money was resting in my account. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I just want to say, oh no, uh, nothing to do with that article that came out. Um, it was printed by the Irish Sun, uh, using a source. Uh, very vague. Uh, even the quotes the source used were vague, but uh, absolutely nothing to do with me. Um, they rang the me. I was actually in the article. I said nothing. I, know, you, I said, you no, said nothing, nothing like, at all. Yeah. It's a rumor. Yeah. So, so, so next of all, uh, this journalist gets on, and the first question on the on the the conference call is the Irish Mirror uh, published this. Connor obviously goes, "Who the fuck are the Irish Mirror?" Even though they're the first national publication to ever cover mixed yeah. martial arts, and of course he knows that. But anyway. That's that's why that came about. I had a lot of people. I literally had t- over twenty people get on to me and ask me about this. That's the only reason why I wanted to clear it up. Um, I absolutely didn't have anything to do with that article. I'll never use a source um, as vague as that. Anyway, saying absolutely nothing would make no sense. Um, I'm glad that a lot of people reached out and said they uh, knew it wasn't me straight away. But you know, uh, just to get that out there, and we can continue on with the podcast. Sorry about that, Sean. No, you're dead right to get your uh, get your name clear. I think my excellent questions on the conference call. Yeah, you you were to start a show, Sean. I told you that already. Um, you know what I, I just, mean? I just ignored both questions, though, so that was cool. <laughs> well, that, that'll show you um, how good they were because if That's a fella true. has to kind of jump onto a different subject and change something quickly, it's something they don't want to talk about. So you asked the pertinent question, Sean. They just didn't give the pertinent answers. Well done. We have the opportunity to answer those questions. We do indeed. Okay, yeah, a big night of fights last night, guys. Um you know, um, really good performance, obviously, from Tony Ferguson, putting himself now, in my opinion, in the number one contender spot. We're going to be talking about that in, in a couple of, of minutes' time. Of um, we'll also be talking about Eddie Eddie Alvarez. Can you stop interrupting me? Every week on Talking Brawls, you do this as well. Just, just it's going to be different for, here. It's going to be different. Just stop cutting over me. Sean told me I can do anything I want well, uh, as long as I bring in that money. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. God help Go on, me. Go. Um, okay, we'll be kicking off talking about McGregor and Eddie Alvarez. Obviously, that is the big talking point as we lead in to UFC Fight Week. Uh, UFC 205 goes down Saturday. Uh, six days' time. It's hard to believe we'll be over there on Tuesday, myself and Peter Carroll. Um, so stay posted, obviously, on severemma.com for that. Uh, we'll also be talking about UFC Mexico and the rest of the UFC 205 card and also your questions at the buttocks of the show. Um, okay, lads. Big, big, huge, massive, amazing fight week coming up. UFC 205, um, Eddie and Connor. Um, I want to get your take, obviously, on the conference call the other night. I think we should start off on that. There was some interesting things said. Um, but but the one thing I've really taken from this is is the coolness and calmness of Eddie Alvarez coming into this uh, fight. He doesn't seem phased at all. Um, pretty impressive. Yeah, I think... Um, I don't know how you guys feel about it. And I think it's great that he is kind of laughing this stuff off. But we really won't know if it's got to him until that Five final week. face off at the weigh-in. Like, look at what happened to Poirier 
back on 178. He lost his, he went batshit on the stage. <laughs> started telling us all this was his house. And we were like, okay, dude, just calm down. Nobody said it wasn't. And then you had, uh, when you look through a lot of these guys, like Grandel showed up in Dublin defeated. Yeah. Although I'd never seen such a dramatic shift in someone in two months because I saw him in January 2015. And then he came to Dublin in March 2015. And I said broken. to you on the day, no, I yeah. said to you, he's a broken man. This guy's completely broken already. Yeah. And a lot of people knew that. But until I actually saw him. He looked until, like he was crying. Like he actually had, a, he had an aura about him yeah. in January. Real like he really did. You know, you, feel, you felt like you were in the, the presence of someone great. And then that day, I saw him in Dublin. He was completely broken. And, and I mean, this is what Connor is trying to do. And I think when he started bringing up Eddie's family and his children, yeah. I think that was a direct effort to try and make him more animated, to try and get him into it. Because let's be honest, Connor would like Eddie Alvarez to come out here uh, uh, throwing more hooks in a player convention. I think that's his way to go him into it. What do you think of that, Sean? I don't think it makes any difference, to be honest, unless you go full Dustin Barry on it and you just lose your head off. <laughs> like... Uh, I don't like. I think people a lot of when McGregor kind of started, a lot of people thought, "Oh, he's getting into their heads. He's ruining them." And he did do that with Paria. But I think this most of this is to sell the fight. Yeah. You can, you know, even the, the question I asked him the last day, and he goes into like what you were saying there about like Eddie's family and stuff like that. Like I asked him like a technical question about the fight, but he kind of went the other way about it. So that you you can kind of tell by that. He's obviously trying to get to Eddie as well, you know, and if that works, it's great. But I think Eddie Alvarez, from the second mm, they had mm, that press conference, uh, you know, the one in New York, he has been kind of on the offensive. So, like, McGregor kind of came out that time and was like, you know, I respect Eddie and, you know, and he, you know, he wasn't saying anything bad. And then Eddie kind of went straight at him and then McGregor kind of like, all mm. right, so if you want to go that way, we'll go that way. So I think Eddie has it in his mind and, he, you know, he's very kind of forthright in his thoughts that he's going to go forward. He's going to attack McGregor when it comes to the verbal jousting, when it comes to the mental stuff. So, I, you know, I think Eddie's good that way. I don't think that'll make any difference to him, to be honest, but it's the fight that's going to make the difference. Peter. Do you, do you do you really not think that it, the the mental aspect plays into it, Sean? Uh, I know you said he had Poirier. Did you not notice that with Aldo? Did you not think that had a a, a big, big effect? Like especially when you look at the way he came out in that fight, um, coming out like trying to he did you know, exactly look he like did he was exactly load up a big punch straight away. Something so unlike the Aldo we've seen before. I don't think so. No. I think it was actually on the severe sessions you had Artem Nabov and he made a great point about it that it wasn't him coming out loading up trying a big punch he actually came in and he like threw the fake first and then he threw the big punch so it wasn't like a punch out of madness it was a punch out of technique I think Artem but called still, it the but he charged on the front foot in it was yeah, the most still, stupid thing he could have done like against Connor. it's still a very different it's still a very different uh way we see Aldo coming out though now in that fight I, I thought it was very very yeah, an individual unique I don't, uh, I don't think so I, you know, I think you can read a lot into like it was great <laughs> offense and a great counter by Conor McGregor it's hard to read into 30 seconds if it had gone on yeah, further no, 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 if, it is kept, yeah. if he kept doing it I'd agree like and I see where like I see your point but I find it very hard to read into 13 seconds that much. Now, like it can happen, as I said with Pari, it, it happened with him. It definitely happened. I think Diego Brandao, he's just a fucking firebrand anyway, and I actually think it helped him a little bit. It, it got him mad up for it, and, you know, he, he did all right for a couple of minutes. Like, you know, he almost got McGregor down. He landed one or two shots at him. You know, McGregor said he respected his power after getting hit. You know, but obviously some guys... So are you are you saying then that you you don't believe the mind games play a bigger part in they the can, fights. But I'm very surprised by this. So am I. I don't think they, they do. 
Yeah. I think it's I think it's monthly talk to be honest. Well, you know, like you get it. But I think it's I, I it's really like anything. It, it, it's one of the most important, important things. things. I, I think if thing. you if you oversight yourself in anything. You you drain yourself, you know. Even you know you're a kid, pizza. You play football, Sean. The same, rugby, whatever, hurling, and you know you're thinking about a big game. And you go out, you overthink it. You're actually, you know, it happened to me before. You know, you'd be drained in the dressing room before you you yeah. go out. You think about it too much. It, it surely has to happen, no? And and Tyson as well. Tyson built a whole career out of intimidation. Let's well, be honest. I, like I mean, and devastating power. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I mean, that had a big thing to do with it as well. But I, I mean. I think there's a different stuff between intimidate. Like, fair enough, if it happens, like, even maybe up to the wins, even, or like, but like a conference call a week out or a press conference, like, three months out, that makes no difference, I don't think, you know? Oh, like, yeah, remember, no, I agree, I agree with that. I agree with that. Like, even if you look at it from the other side, remember McGregor after the DS thing, like, he was kind of fucking hot and heavy up on that stage. Like, I remember there's, he did a, an interview, I think it was Lance Pogmire, like, he shirt off, and you could yeah. still think he was raging. And then he came out. And had the most calm and you know performance of his career in that second fight against Diaz. So look, a question for you, lads. I, I don't buy into it as much as a, a question for you, lads. On, on you know on the other foot, um, we looked at the the US TO five. In fairness, Eddie's got one or two over on Connor in that press conference as well. A lot of guys yeah. haven't done that, you know, with the whole thing with the glasses and all that. And he goes, "Take off your glasses because <laughs> you just took them off, you you asshole or whatever <laughs> he said to him." So there's just one or two I, things he, he he's done, you know. It, that have rubbed off well on him, made him look good, made Connor look um, pretty pissed off as well. But, you know, moving on, the fight itself, boys. Um, you know, I look at this and I listened to an interview, uh, I think Andrew McGahan did with John Kavanagh. Um, I Never. think it was back in... <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who? Oh, yeah, I don't know, some, some fella called Andrew McGahan. Um, he did an interview with John Kavanagh. It was before Bama. Um, I think it was the day of uh, UFC 203 when I was over in Cleveland. And I watched back, and John, you know, surprisingly said this. He more or less brushed off the cardio aspect um, of it. He said, you know, any donkey can do cardio. You know, get on a bike and just cycle. He was very dismissive. Donkey, donkeys can't get on bikes. Yeah. That's a ridiculous comment. That's true. But he was very dismissive of the cardio aspect, I felt, Um you know, when talking about that. But, you know, there's different t- kinds of cardio for, for fighters, no? For, for different scenarios, yeah. different situations. Should yeah. that, could, that yeah, be, could, could that be a big factor? Like, what, what, what do you think about that coming into this fight? I think Conor's cardio is be- better than it's ever been. Like, because he knew he had to get ready for Diaz. He knew he had to get five rounds. And because he was getting ready for five rounds with, that, with, with, with more body mass on him. So I think that's going to help him in this fight. But... I do think people are overselling Eddie Alvarez as this cardio machine. Big time, like, I, I mean, agree. I let's agree. let's yeah. not pretend like the guy. The I guy's agree. huffing and puffing if he's in the late rounds all the time. In yeah. the in the third round of a fight, like I mean, I think it's a crazy thing for people to say like, oh, uh, you know, but look look at Eddie's cardio. Like you know, how are you going to deal with Eddie's cardio? He's dealt with Nate Diaz's so. cardio. That's that's um that's I think that's a bigger feat than dealing with Eddie's to be honest. Okay, right. We look at the fight, Sean itself, and you know. Um, I think Eddie's going to implement a similar game plan. I said this to you the other day, Pete, as he did in, in the fight against RDA. Um, you know, RDA likes kicks, um, you know, very decent on the feet, likes to go forward. Connor's going to do the same, probably. Um, you know, what are the crucial aspects for, for both guys in this fight? You know, is Connor going to use those kicks to try and keep the distance with Eddie Alvarez and um, avoid Eddie uh, looking for that takedown and that double leg? Yeah, I think there's a couple of huge aspects in this fight. Um, one is going to be the clinch of Eddie Alvarez and how he pushes forward. And one is going to be McGregor's ability to cage cut. Just before I get into that, just a quick thing on the cardio. 
I have to remember as well that last fight was at 170, and McGregor is not a 170. You're like that, that extra, like I feel it makes McMahon, it even better, right? Yeah, Philly McMahon was talking to John Kavanaugh the other night, and he was like saying, putting on 15 pounds, like, and carrying that around is something that he couldn't even think of. Like, yeah. for, for McGregor to go from 145, you know, he was preparing for 155 and into 170, that's huge, and you can't underestimate that. Um, uh, but to get back to the technical point, yeah. For me, I think Eddie Alvarez is an odd fighter because look, sometimes you look and you see pressure fighters like Dos Anjos. Now, he didn't really do it last night, but in the past, he's pressure with strikes, pressure with wrestling, pressure with grappling. Eddie Alvarez pressures with grappling, but he fights off the back foot when he's striking, which is an unusual combination. You don't see it that much, but he's good in both aspects. We saw him knocking out uh, Rafael Dos Anjos, as I just mentioned him, in his last fight off the back foot, and we saw him putting Pettis against the fence, and that's two, those are the two huge Mm. aspects, I think, because if he can get McGregor against the fence and hold him there and take him down, and if McGregor can't get out, that's huge. And that'll win him the fight if he can keep doing that over and over. So McGregor obviously has to get out, uh, off of there. But if McGregor can get him on the back foot and push him against the fence, it's huge. Because Alvarez either has to battle his way out with takedowns or with strikes. And then that opens him up to the counter of McGregor as well. And if he can't get out, he's just a sitting target there for McGregor who's going to batter him with strikes. Peter. I'm just wondering, Sean, what do you, who do you think has um, kind of better like grappling against clinch kind of work against the fence out of the two guys, Diaz or Alvarez? Because obviously we saw Connor; he was able to stall Diaz out a lot when he put him against the fence in the second fight, and he was able to circle out. After a long time, like, I mean, sometimes these sequences last a very long time. Do you imagine because Alvarez is a bigger, thicker guy, he's going to be able, he'll have a lower center of gravity, and that will make it harder for McGregor to kind of pivot off like we saw him do against Diaz? Yeah, Alvarez is a very, very wearing game. We saw it yeah. against Pettis. Now Pettis isn't the best at getting out from his back with his back against the gauge, but Alvarez is very good. And you know, Alvarez's takedowns aren't that good, to be honest. Like he neither are Diaz's though, I suppose. No, no, but Al- see what Alvarez does, right? Most of his clinches get there when he goes for big double legs in the mid- middle of the cage. Then they're defended well, and he just pushes them against the cage. You know, runs like five or six feet across the uh, across the cage, but. He kind of goes for the double leg, then you know, around uh, just above the knees, or and then he, you know, they put they pull him up to get the you know the, the underhooks or the one underhook, and they pull him up. But then he like gets chest to chest, he gets in your face, he gets his big sweaty chest in your face, puts his you know puts his forehead into your chin, and he'll keep you there. You know, it's very hard to turn him out. Now McGregor is actually. McGregor has a good defensive clinch. We obviously don't see him pushing guys against the clinch very much. But remember against. But have we uh, have we have, we have we really seen it like a guy like Eddie? Because Eddie's gonna you know drop lower and look for the single and double leg up against the cage if he gets Connor there. Nate Nate's yeah. not gonna do that. Yeah, and look at what Stephen O'Keefe got back in the day. Huh? Yeah, McGregor elbows. That could be a way it's going in. Yeah, uh, Alvarez is a, he's he doesn't have the best game there, but he's probably the best game McGregor has seen now. For takedowns alone, I think Mendes is a way, way better wrestler than Eddie Alvarez yeah, yeah. in the middle of the cage. Uh, but Alvarez is obviously bigger and so Like, Alvarez poses a lot of problems if he can get close to McGregor, but getting close to McGregor is the big issue. A big question, guys, and um, Pete, start off with you with this one. Is Eddie Alvarez the best opponent Conor McGregor has ever had to face in the UFC? That's going to be a question I think a lot of no. people are going to be asking this week. No. No. I Why? think, I think uh, Jose Aldo is. But um, I think... The, I think people might think that uh, okay. I'll rephrase, is, quite, I'll rephrase like the question. So much better. The most dangerous in in all facets, in all areas that Connor's ever faced, all round fighter. 
No, I don't think so. Yeah, Aldo, Aldo again. Okay. Yeah, submissions and, you know. But anyway, I think that people think that Connor is going to run through Eddie. A lot of people do. And I don't think that, like, I don't think it's it's a, a given in any way. I think that, and I've said this loads and I'm sure a lot of people have said it. I, I, I think that this is the ideal matchup for Connor for a lightweight championship. I, I think, like, in terms of the guys that you have up there in that conversation, I think Eddie be one of the better guys Connor could face. I think that, but that doesn't mean that I think he's going to completely de- uh, demolish him. I don't think it's not go- it's going to be like a completely one-sided uh, fight because of the assets Eddie has. But I do think that it's a preferential match for him in, uh, for a lightweight title. I think you couldn't have asked for a better matchup, really. Sean, do you agree with that? I thought, yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, what McGregor is best at these days, and he used to be a little bit different, but what he's best at... And I go on about it, but it's that pressuring. And, it's, you know, it's when he can open up with his wild kicks, when he can teep you to the body, you know, when he can get off his mm. hands, when he has five or six opportunities to let that big straight left cross go. Not straight left, left, left cross go. That's when he... And, and Alvarez will let him do that. That's how Alvarez fights naturally, you know, unless he goes for the takedown right off. So I, that's good for McGregor. <laughs> I think it's a very good matchup for him now. Alvarez could change up and he could go all wrestling, not give McGregor any opportunity to do. But I think McGregor can defend at least one takedown or if he's taken down, he can survive and get back up to the feet. And I think it's bad, bad business for Eddie Alvarez to get in the feet with McGregor. Mm. I think he's mm. I think he's on another level. Really. Now, Eddie Alvarez is tough and he's been in scraps in his career and he loves <laughs> to get into a scrap. So that's, a, you know, that's how, another thing. How will that chain hold up if Connors to land a left and a... Nobody's that's interesting. I, I think that's really interesting. So I, yeah. Honestly, that's my favorite thing. Like I can't, I can't wait to see well, what I, happens. Because everyone's like, he only comes alive when he gets yeah. hit. Oh, wait to see what happens. But he could just go fucking asleep. Yeah, well, that's, that, that could happen. That's too. the fact. That's, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's a fascinating thing, PT. That's the the re, the thing I'm um, from from Eddie's point of view. You know, that's the thing he's obviously going to be worried about. You know, if that left is going to connect, what's going to happen? Is he going to, you know, go to sleep or is he going to come alive and, and be that fecking dog that we've seen in the past? The, the interesting thing is, you know, what way do you lads envisage this one playing out? Do you, do you think Eddie's going to go in and shoot straight away, look for a takedown, uh, get him up against the fence? Do you think he's going to be able to do that? Because he said to me when we spoke on, on the podcast, uh, what it was a month ago, that he sees this panning out exactly like the Nate Diaz fight, the first Nate Diaz fight. He's going to get Connor to the ground and choke him out. I think, honestly, if I'm Eddie Alvarez's coach, I'm preparing for wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Yeah. I don't know why people just don't say, yeah, of course I'm going to fucking, of course I'm going to wrestle him. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's not it's not even <laughs> that, oh, Connor's bad there or whatever. It just stops his hands. Mm. It stops yeah. his hands when you have him against the cage. And that's what you're trying to do. Like, when, when Nate had him up against the fence, he couldn't throw. You know, we couldn't throw anything of any 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 significance. Like that's what you're really trying to do here. You don't want him to be able to throw them fucking hands at you. So I think wrestle, 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 wrestle. And I don't give it. And he shouldn't give a shit if people don't think that's a good fight or not. He shouldn't give a shit. But yeah. I don't know if he does. Every fighter does. It, no. Does he? Every fighter says they don't care. Every fighter says they don't care. But in the end, they do it because because they feel an onus to do it. That's why Paul Redman went down and boxed with. Yeah, you know what I mean? These things happen. There is he did it against Pedestal. But I think Eddie's done that in his last four fights. He's really used a very you know sensible game plan. He's, he's really it's stayed level and focused. It's not McGregor. It's not, it's not the, the touch of death as Farah says. It's just so different. It's but, like, for, 
Go ahead, sorry. Oh, sorry, I want to mention something. You mentioned it there, Pete, about, you know, the Diaz fight in the fourth round, uh, the second fight. You know, Connor was in a lot of trouble um, in that fourth round. You know, probably a guy, you know, obviously Diaz is a high-volume striker, not the biggest power in the world. Um, you know, if, the, if that happens, that's something Connor has to be really careful of with Eddie if it goes to that fourth round. Do you think Eddie be able to finish him? In, in relation to what Diaz? Yeah, maybe the third round, sorry, yeah. a bigger pardon. Yeah, like, the longer... It's, it's tough, because, like, I think McGregor's cardio issues aren't as bad as people say, but if Eddie Alvarez pushes him against the fence and holds him there for two or three rounds, yeah, everyone's anyone's getting tired. tired like, yeah, it's not, you know, it's, it's not just McGregor. It's not just someone with cardio issues. Anyone is, is getting tired. So, look, McGregor, as John Kevin said in that interview with Philly McMahon yesterday, and he said, he, you know, he said that McGregor is that fast fighter comes out, you know, Tyron Woodley kind of guy. Yeah. You have to weather the storm with him. That's that's McGregor in his nature. And that's that's why I kind of picked Diaz in his last fight, because I thought that's the way McGregor will fight. But he, McGregor showed, as he said to me, he paints many different pictures. You know, he can do different things. And I think that's the most intriguing thing coming into this fight. Like, when I'm looking at it, I think McGregor's going to come out. He's going to push him back, come out flashy. But maybe he's not. Maybe he's going to be very cognizant of the takedown. Maybe he's not going to throw many kicks. Maybe he'll jab him up. Maybe he'll fight like he did against Diaz. That's see, McGregor's such an intriguing fighter because he changes so often. He used to be a counter fighter. Then he tore his SEL. Then he became an attacking fighter. Then he started throwing all these kicks. Then he started, you know, then he lost to Diaz and he became like a boxer who was, you know, who won a fight that way, who won a by points. So you don't know what's going to happen with McGregor. And I think that's that's a difficult thing, not for us, for Alvarez. Like we look at Alvarez and see how he's going to fight. Is he going to come out boxing or is he going to uh, come out with the takedowns? But I think it's equally tough for, for Alvarez to know. So it's a very intriguing fight and I'm, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, completely agree. So I suppose, lads, the best thing to would uh, to do now will be to to get your predictions. Ultimately, um, Sean, let's start off with you again. Who who have you got, and uh, how's it going to finish this fight? Yeah, I think I think McGregor will will be able to come out and push uh, Alvarez against the fence. Um, I think he's gonna, and I might be wrong, but I think he's gonna come with a high kick in offense, uh, like those those whipping kicks that he used to talk about, where it's hard to take him down from him. Um, I think he'll hurt Alvarez, bloody him up, and uh, I think he'll finish him in the hmm, seven, first second round. I don't, I don't think they'll go beyond the halfway point of the fight anyway. Peter Carl, round three, KO Conor McGregor. Okay, interesting, very interesting stuff. Niall, what do you think? What are you going for? Let's sorry, go on, Niall. Let's. Go. No, I'm actually going to go. You were just thinking. Team Alvarez over there, come on. No, not, not at all, mate. I'm just calling you see it. I, I actually fan, I fancy Eddie to win the fight. Third round. Oh, fair enough. Third round. I think I think I fancy Eddie. Third round. I think he's going to finish, Connor. Um, either submission or strikes from the top. There you I go. Mean, this is this is definitely us getting free pizza now. That you remember, so. <laughs> 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 no, it's just the way I see. You know, I'm going to call it the way I see. I think Eddie's uh, a lot of people are sleeping on Eddie going into this fight, um, and I think people um, maybe you know I think we've all oversold that fight against Nate Diaz. I didn't think Connor was impressive as he could have been in the oh, second yeah. fight. I actually, I actually agree with you because like I don't I agree with the fact that you know people have um, people forget that Diaz. Was kind of being thrown around with you. He didn't give a He's shit about cult, him until mate, before December. Fuck McGregor. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then like I look, like I'm a Diaz fan. I've always been a fan of Diaz brothers. 
Uh, they're my favorite, like they're my favorite fighters to watch for years. Yeah, before the the Irish kind of started showing up on the scene, like they were always the guys that Fucking people were, but people were replicating that stuff in uh, in the gym all the time. You know, like oh, uh, Diaz's go go blad. You know, you be, you just thought they were wild men, uh, and I do, and I, I think they're brilliant for the sport. But I don't think that. Nate Diaz is one of the greatest fighters who ever lived or anywhere near it. Mate, he was he you was know, he I, was twelve. I think he was twelve, thirteenth ranked before he beat Michael Johnson in December. But still, as yeah. he's a tough matchup for a guy who comes out and tries to knock people out in the first yeah. ten seconds. Of course, it, yes, yeah, but no, he's, he is. He, he's a very bad matchup for Conor, hundred percent. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to uh, take away from that fact. But people have um, kind of said that the Nate Diaz fight is the evidence that Conor. Is one of the greatest fighters ever lived, and every it's time people rubbish. say that, I'm like, look at Jose yeah. Aldo. Like, what? Yeah. What else? Yeah. What else do you need to do here? Like, exactly. that, like, if you're gonna make that argument, that's the fight. I'd that's agree. what you look at. Hundred percent agree. Okay, guys, one more before we get off this topic. Um, I want to get a prediction. Um, for you guys, uh, Sean, pay per view buys. Will this be the record? Will this be the biggest ever fight card of all time the UFC have ever put on? I someone asked me this a couple of months ago, and I said no. I said it would be oh, like second or possibly third. It's going to whoop. Because I'll, I'll explain why. Because I, <laughs> I, 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 we need to turn off these cameras. <laughs> but um, my, my reasoning was huge cards sell not because of how strong they are in depth. They sell because of, they sell because of the top fight. They sell because of how good the top fight is. Sure. And Diaz versus McGregor is a, or, yeah, is a way bigger fight than Diaz versus. Like a boring lot of shit. That's is it going to be point. best ever? Ask me though. I think it's built. Sounds like a I think the New York factor. I think it'll just beat it. I'm going for 1.8 million buys. Did you hear this? Oh. oh, did you hear this oh. though? Did you hear myself and Petey? We're, we're going to uh, introduce ourselves all week, Sean. You'll like this. Yeah, Niall McGrath McGrath. Yeah, there we go. You got it. Niall McGrath. Severe MMA, Noel McGrath here, McGrath for SevereMMA.com, <laughs> alongside Peter, Carol, Carol in New York, New York. Uh, there we go. One, How good is that? <laughs> Peter, what do you reckon, mate? Oh, yeah, I think it's going to be the biggest of all time. I think uh, that is actually a good point, though, Sean. I never actually thought about that, the, the fact that Diaz's uh, name was so important to that. And it really was, I agree with you. But I think the fact that they've really... Like let's let's have a let's have a think about this card before they start really announcing McGregor. When McGregor's fight got announced, it started to become magic, and they, they start throwing lots more fights on, onto it. Because let's be honest, nobody was fucking too happy with Donald Cerrone and uh, Robbie Lawler getting pulled, and then Gaston coming in his place. That was really like uh, we kind of knew Joanna and Jacek was going to be put on the card. We knew Tyrone and, and Wonderboy was going to get put on the card, but nothing was announced. Yeah, Ty- no Tyrone. <laughs> but uh, it's a uh, so, like, uh, I, I think it's huge now. The whole card, like, as people say, look at the prelims. It could be on the fucking prelims. It's insane, you know? Sean, that's for you, buddy. I put that yes. one on for you. I had to do that. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, I think uh, I'm not good with numbers. I, couldn't tell you, I don't really understand the pay-per-view market that well. Uh, and my American uh, colleagues will tell you that. I, I just constantly ask them questions okay. about it so I can understand them more. But yeah, it's gonna it's gonna break. And w- one very quick one: um, has election day damaged that, Sean, as well? Maybe, possibly. A lot of people haven't been talking about the, the fight card as much as I would have imagined. I think people will. I think it might in, in, encourage them to buy it yeah. to get away from the shitness of yeah, the two candidates that are that are currently up for president. PT for president. Hashtag, 
Hashtag vote Trump. <laughs> no, no, no. Why would pull Sarodi there? Yeah, vote Bernie Sanders. Wait, no, he's not gone. I don't care. Uh, yeah, I don't. It'll be over a bit anyway, so I don't think it'll make too much of a difference. Okay, let's move on to the rest of the card. Uh, obviously, a huge, huge fight, guys. Saturday night, it goes down um, in Madison Square Garden. Stay posted on severemma.com all week. Uh, myself and Peter Carroll will be over in the Big Apple covering the fights. Uh, so looking forward to that. And Sean will be jumping on us, I'm sh- jumping on with us as well. I'm sure on one of the the live shows. Um, <laughs> we're going to be doing during the week. Um, okay, Tyron Woodley, Stephen Warner, Boy Thompson. Um, you know, fight Tyron. on Tyron Woodley. That's what I said. I didn't say Tyrone. You dope. Um, you know, fight. I'm very much looking forward to a guy um, who epitomizes what a mixed martial artist is, and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, um, along with his dad Ray Thompson, lives his life that way against a, a sort of an outspoken wrestler in Tyron Woodley. Pete's yawning here. Peter, I'll get your opinion on this fight first. Is it as straightforward as we all think it's going to be on on Saturday night between these two guys? I think, like, I mean, look at what Wonderboy has done. Um, you know, to to Hendricks. So, like, that fight was freaky. Really, to watch that fight yeah. was absolutely insane. Um, he's a very similar think, opponent as well, Johnny Hendricks. Um, it, yes and no. I think that uh, Woodley can explode over distance a bit better, but that will only kind of help him in the first round. Like, and then he starts eating body kicks and shit. I just, I, I can't see anyone beating Wonderboy at the moment. If they, like, you know, no one's really put forward a good enough argument, yeah, I agree. apart from Matt Brown, somebody, to, to put him down and really stifle everything that he does. Like, at the moment, he just seems to be able to get in and out so easy, do what he needs to do, uh, mark the opponent up so badly that they don't want to have anything to do yeah. with him in the, on the feet. And that really puts them in a weird space where they don't know where the shots are coming from, but they know they don't want to be involved in them. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think Wonderboy gets it. Um, and uh, I wish I was at home to celebrate with Sean Sheehan when he does that. Uh, Sean, I know you're gonna. I know you're gonna pick mate. I think we're everyone's picking the same um, fighter. I think we're all gonna go Warner Boy. I'll ask you one question as well. Um, Tyron Woodley's pretty poor off the back foot. Um, Stephen's gonna, you know, come out spinning and flashing and, and doing all his usual techniques. Um, early night for 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 Tyron Woodley. To be honest, I don't know why Damien Maya isn't getting a shot at Wonderboy's belt and why Tyron Woodley's getting one. Like, you know. Uh... <laughs> what's going on here boom like? <laughs> fucking I know everybody does but oh, that yeah. would be That's absolutely bad. unreal yeah. but again I don't see even though Maya takes everyone down so easy I don't know how the fuck he gets one of them down yeah see I actually I was writing up my preview and I was editing it last night I actually think that Tyron Woodley is a fucking hard matchup for Wonderboy. And I'll tell you for why. Because Wonderboy, what he's best at, he's an exceptional fighter. But what makes him so special is his ability to to keep range, the, the range that he wants. Like, he wants to fight you from the next zip code, like, and, and come in and hit you and so you can't get near him. But what what's Tyron Woodley good at? Pete, said it there. Good at covering distance quickly. And if he can cover that distance quickly... That's a, that takes away what one you know the Wonderboy's best asset. So like if he, I know and I know it's very hard to do that, but like you have the best guy in the world at that weight at keeping the distance, and you have the best guy in the world yeah. at that weight at closing the distance. So that's an intriguing matchup. Like and Woodley, it only takes one shot. I know if it goes yeah. like I, I, I personally I, I, it, right? I, I think Woodley will go for it early. But I think he'll go for it in bursts rather than go for it, go for it, go for it like he did against uh, well, Robbie Lawler. He, he has to attack in the front foot because he's 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 crap off yeah, the back is. foot. We've seen him on, on the pass before, and that's where he's going to get caught. So he's have to he's yeah, going to have to go all out now. He'll do he'll do it in bursts, but I think he'll I think he'll be ultra defensive when he's not doing it in bursts. Like you could see mm. him throwing 
five punches in, in the first round and all of them big swing and overhand rights where he sprints forward and hits hard. Like, I think Woodley will probably recognise that he's not going to win this fight on points, you know, whatever happens. So he's going to conserve and he's going to try to land that one big shot the whole way through. Like, if, if he has an intelligent game plan here, it could be a tough night for Wonderboy and you could see like a little bit like Rory McDonald where Rory's looking for that one big moment, that takedown and that submission because it's very hard to win a decision against Wonderboy. But... I think Wonderboy will open up. He won't let him rest in that bucket back foot. He won't let him. He's talking out his butt. Be ultra defensive. He's going <laughs> to kick him in the body. He's going to kick him in the legs. He's going to open up the head, and he's going to get the knockout. Definitely. I'm going to second, third round TKO victory for Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Uh, Peter? Second round. There we go. There you have it, guys. Okay, um, moving on. I've enjoyed the shit talk as well. It's been it's been good. Uh, you know, it, it's been good to see a different sty- side of Stephen Wonderboy Thompson as well. You know, he's talking out. Oh, his, he, he, he went absolutely crazy in that interview with you, didn't he? No, what did he say? He's talking out his butt. <laughs> 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 Hang on, I actually have it here. I think I think I put it as a teaser. Hang on, check it out. One second, guys. We we have it here. I'll play it on. Think of the children. Well, first of all, that's just stupid talk. I mean, for real, the guy doesn't even know oh. me. Anymore. Yeah. What have I done to him to make him not respect me as a man? You know oh, what I mean? Oh, oh. So, you know, that's just stupid talk. I think he's just talking out of his butt, just trying to hype the fight up. Maybe trying to get in my head a little bit. It ain't going to work. You know what I mean? I laugh at that. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How good was that? That is Stephen Wonderboy talking smack. Brilliant. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for that fight on Saturday night. I think uh, it's appropriate that Wonderboy Thompson's the first <laughs> fighter ever in the Severe podcast. Is he? Oh, there you go. All right, yeah, well, it is appropriate. There you go, Sean. I did that especially for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Joanna Young, Jacek, and Karolina Kowalskiewicz. Um, a really, really special uh, fight. For, oh, for, did you hear how beautifully I did that? Joanna yeah, Young, Jacek, and Karolina Kowalskiewicz. Oh, yes, we baby. We used to not use Carolina's second name, so you've been in the dungeon. Oh, yeah. Obviously, staring at a wall oh, yeah. for hours before we got on here. You should have seen what I was doing yesterday. Hours of work and, and just little bits of prep. Um, what you say? Hours of spotting? Hours of work. Hours of work. With Pam and her five sisters. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, Young Jacek and Carolina Kowalskiewicz. Um, two ladies who've met before. Joanna has a victory in the amateur ranks. Um, you know, this is a fascinating fight to me. And I mentioned this to you, Petey, last week, right, on our podcast. I think Joanna Young Jacek likes, um, you know, everything that comes with being a champion. Um but I think there's a real steel determination in Karolina Kowalskiewicz to be a champion. She feels as though she's a champion. It, 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 maybe it's a bit of a stupid thing, but do you understand what I mean? What I'm yeah, saying no, that? I get you. Um, I get you. Do you feel that's sort of the case? You know, Joanna came out with some some quote as well, I think, this week. Sort of, it, it might have backed that up a little bit, what I said. What was the quote? I'm going to try and find it. So just go on. <laughs> I honestly think uh, Joanna is amazing for that division I, I, I just think she is absolutely brilliant in terms of how she sells things uh, the fact that she's constantly constantly working on bettering herself like you look at the way look at the way she talks now and compared to the way she did when she like first came in there so grateful oh, this and that. she's learning to learn that I need to kind of ruffle a few feathers here to really get some attention. I love the fact that she's gone over to train with uh, Matt, uh, Mike ATT, Brown yeah. in ATT. Like, 
in terms of like, right, say yesterday, for yesterday's fights, we were all like, oh shit, uh, Dos Anjos has messed around with his camp here. He's not in King's MMA. It's a very different story when you're going to one of the biggest gyms in the world. You know, when, mm, when you're actually, 100%. you're moving from a, a team into like a team that will embrace you. Like ATT, like I, I talked to Mike Brown in Manchester about this. Like they want, they really, really are so excited about having there. They're putting loads into her. They they have women there to spar her. You know, this is this is a new kind of level of preparation that Joanna is going to go into here for this fight. And they really want to put a stamp on this this fight. You know what I mean? They really want to, you know, look at what we can do with, with, with a, with an athlete like Joanna. Um absolutely Caroline is unbelievable. And and look, we know that she's proved me wrong a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fan. Like let's be honest. I've been made in with words a couple of times about her. But I still aren't confident enough to say that she can beat Joanna. I I definitely think Joanna can do it. And I think it'll be five rounds, very close fight, but I, I, I imagine that Joanna will still be the champion at the end of the night. Sean, I, I wanna ask you, right, you know, we look at this fight, you know, two very good my type of practitioners, really good kickboxers. We looked at the fight and um, for Karina Kowalski, it's against Heather Joe Clark. I know Heather, you know, she's not ever gonna be a world champion. She's she's a she's a hardy, solid fighter. She's a tough test for anyone. Maybe a little bit like Nate Diaz to a certain extent, you know, she's very hard to finish to put away. Um, in, in that <laughs> relation but you know I think she's a real chance in this fight her technical skills are fantastic the elbows you know the kicks as well she she doesn't throw many shots that don't go unlanded yeah Kovalkovic is very good uh, excellent clinch game as well what? excellent clinch Sorry? game as well she has yeah look Kovalkovic is a very good fighter She's very dangerous when she's coming in and when she's, you know, a, li- a bit, little bit like Wonderboy. She keeps her range and she comes in and she'll hit you hard or she'll get you against the clinch and she'll land those big elbows. But she has a fatal flaw in her game. And that's when she gets in, unlike Wonderboy, who gets straight back out. She, she kind of ghosts in the pocket and she stays there and she gets hit. And I think against Ioanni and Jacek, that's very dangerous because she'll see that, she'll know it, and she'll hit her with big shots when, when you know, when she stands in the pocket and uh, when she's there just to take them. But yeah, you saw, you're getting bored there, lads. I see you dancing, so what do you think? Well, we're actually shadow boxing. We're trying, to, we're trying to illustrate what you were trying to explain about them exchanges. That's I think Jacek is going to knock her out clean, oh! early. Oh, that's a big oh! call. That's frightening. I'm actually, I'm going to pick Carolina. Oh! I think her will, her determination, and her skill set is enough to give Joanna big, big problems and trouble in this fight. Um, I think you know, she, I think she matches her, her everywhere really for her skills. There you go, bell call. I don't care. He's not gonna fight over this. I, do, I want you know what I mean. Sean, tell the fuck off. No, Carlina no, gets a decision. Carlina gets a decision. She she's good. She's solid enough everywhere to compete with Joanna. And I don't think oh. she wastes as many shots. I think she's going to be very dangerous in the clinch with those elbows as well. She fractured Heather Heather Joe's orbital, I think, or not her orbital, her eye socket, her broke her eye socket. Fractured, um, fractured six or seven Joe, months ago. Joe Clark's orbital by looking at her. Oh, that is you know disgusting. I mean? And we do not condone that on the severemma.com podcast. That is disgusting. You 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 Northside tug knacker is all you are. Sean, the that is disgusting, Sean. Isn't that correct? Yeah, it's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> there's an internal you animals. investigation going on into Pizza Carol's. <laughs> Lewis Redline. That's Look all I'm going to say. They're too small to hurt anyone. <laughs> Lewis Le- Donald Trump hands again. Yeah. Lewis Redline. Lewis Redline. That's all you are. 
fucking Who? prick. The Lewis Red Line. Is he some sailor you worship or something? Is it? The Lewis. Do you not know what the Lewis is? Jesus, mother and no, Joseph. No, we don't have it on the north side. It's, a, it's, it's an elitist transport. Well, uh, Jesus, if, if that's elitist on the north side, holy God, I wonder what... Fucking, it doesn't matter. No, it's not on the north side. It's for you. It's for you. Yeah. Heard in your fucking yacht club around the fucking place. Ah, piss off. Go fucking have another bonfire and wreck the place. <laughs> wreck the football pitches where the kids can't play in them anymore. For the rest I, of the I like season. To disagree with this. I think all of Dublin is shit. So. Well, I think. Well, listen. We think Limerick is even worse. I'm not from Limerick. Are you from I, Cork I or something? I like Limerick. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this. <laughs> let's get off. We all love each other, really, guys. Anyway, you know that. Okay. Um. You know we've another fascinating fight, and this is a is a big one in the middleweight division. Chris Wyman, um, versus Yoel Romero. Um. Big big fight for both guys. Um. Obviously, Yoel coming back. Um. Again, has he had a fight since the ban? Since the no. suspension, now this is his first fight back against Chris, an injured Chris Wyman. Chris has to pull out of a lot of bouts in the last couple of years. Really, really important fight for both guys to get back up to that number one contendership in the middleweight division. Hey, like you know, what type of fight are we going to see here? Uh, it has Chris as well. You know, I've seen him. He's been in a lot of training with Mark Henry. Um, he's obviously still working with Longo, but he predominantly seems to be in the gym up there with Mark Henry. Every Instagram post I see, he's up in Henry's gym and um, working on his boxing. Um, th- that's something he's obviously going to want to work on, and I think he was a bit pissed off as well with a stand-up in that fight against Luke Rockhold, where you know he threw that spinning kick and it ultimately cost him um, the title because uh, Rockhold took full advantage. Sean, you know, what type of fight are we going to see here? It's going to be um, obviously... Um, uh, Luke, not Luke Rockhill, Chris Wyman's going to want to avoid the takedown here, I'd imagine, against Yo Romero. Yeah, I think uh, Wyman being out for so long and him having to pull out of the Rockhold uh, rematch, that was supposed to be a good thing because he took he took a hellacious beating in that first fight with Rockhold where he lost his title. So I think it's no harm him being out that long. Uh, I think here, as you said there, Wyman's striking has improved. And I think he's a little bit of a better technical striker than Romero. And Wyman actually has power that you wouldn't expect really he hurts lads an awful lot he doesn't look Definitely. it but he, he does um but i think you you all you well you all has a little bit of a power advantage and i think if he's going to win the fight that's where he's going to win it the takedown like this is i think this is just going to be nullified um i know your romero is obviously a, a world-class olympic wrestler and wideman wasn't that i think you know he was an all-american yeah. and stuff obviously there's a bit of a gap there but as MMA wrestlers, I don't think there's that much of a gap. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if either guy got a takedown, and I'd say Romero's more likely. But I don't think it'll be. I don't want to say it won't be a big part of the game, but I, I don't envisage it. No, it could, but I think it'll be. Um, I think it's likely to be a close decision fight. This one, uh, Romero comes out hard and strong, and he tends to wilt a little bit late in fights. So this could be one where, you know, it could be. I think Wideman will win the third. I think Romero will probably win the first, maybe, and it could come down to the second round, something like that. Mm. Pick him fight. This is the toughest fight for me to pick on this card. I think it's interesting um, as well, uh, you know, yeah. that he's coming off the, you know, obviously coming back from, from that ban. It's going to be interesting to see what kind of shape he's in. Uh, how that chain holds up, it, it tends to happen to... Uh, sorry, guys, hang on a second, hang on a second. <laughs> well, I know, yeah, because he got out in the loophole. He's a natural athlete, okay? Mm. He got out in the no loophole. Is a natural athlete. Okay? No, Malky Kawa's loopholes, and they said, "We're sorry, y'all. You are a fucking. You are not technicalities. Are not a cheater. Yeah. Okay. So let's never ever <laughs> speak about y'all Romero like that. One of the most natural physique I've ever seen. Okay. All right. Okay? F- f- PT, well, who, who's getting the job done? Romero. Obviously, look. The whole thing here for me is 
it's a massive win for Chris Weidman if he manages yeah, to do huge. it in home in front of New York. It's there's stuff there with him and uh, Bisping. It's a fight that people would like to see. That's I think that's really important for Weidman here. Yeah. But but that guy Romero is an absolute freak of nature. Like I mean, I've never actually like I mean, Sage and Arco's done it to me. I'm not gonna lie. Where you're actually in awe of the physical condition of someone, and I mean, Yo Romero is one of them dudes. Um, I was actually at that fight where he fought Tim Kennedy. I was at the Jacare fight. Um, he's scary when he wears those glasses as well in the media. That he looks like a psycho with that no hat on. I'm actually really no disappointed. I'm disappointed that they haven't got him on the bike a bit more because I love that uh, interview he did with Hawani after the okay, after Jesus. Sat, I kind of say. You know, where he starts playing the bad guy. All right, and he's yeah. like, you know, he's like uh, the Orange Sheik or something there. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's brilliant. Uh, I think they should have hammed that up as well, especially election week in America and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? I just think it could have it could have been a lot better. Um, I think Weidman has a skill set that should beat his, but I think Romero's physicality is like, is so hard to deal with. I agree with Sean that it's a very hard fight to pick. Um, I think it's massive. I think it means more for Weidman to win here than it does for Romero. Mm. Um, even though Romero's in a better si- situation over the last few fights, but I, I just think it's a massive, massive thing for Weidman here. It's kind of like, you know, a lot of the Irish fighters they need that Dublin card for the for the launch pad. Like imagine Ash Daly had fought three yeah. times or two times before she had that fight in Dublin, and then that was a big kind of that was a, a seminal moment for her. It was a seminal moment. There's a for lot Danny of Hulen. it's a lot of pressure, effectively what you're saying on Chris. But the whole you know he was one of the the main guys that brought uh, mixed martial arts to New York as well, um, which it's is crucial. A lot of pressure. Like, I mean, if he wins here, he could be he, he's opened himself up to a whole new. He could be the guy that represents New York, and that's massive. Yeah. That's massive. So you, you know, think he's gonna? Bot- you you saying this though? You're saying he's, you reckon he could bottle it? No, I don't. I don't think he. Like, I mean, I think he's been. Uh, <laughs> I've talked to. I've interviewed him about the New York thing about two years ago, and it really does mean a lot to him. And yes, yes, there is obviously the fact that pressure can get to these guys. But um, if I'm forced to pick, I go with Weidman. I don't know how he'll do it. I think it will probably be uh, a decision because it's Romero, and he's like, it's trying to like knock out an articulated truck. So um. You know, I think uh, I go with Weidman decision if I was forced to make a, a pick. Okay, shotgun picks. You're you're gonna go Weidman decision. Sean Sheen, who we got? I think Weidman will either dominate the fight and win all three rounds, or like I said, it'll be close one where either one of them will take it. I don't I don't see Romero dominating it, but I think more than likely it's gonna be like a split decision, close one. I just side with Romero, but I really don't know. I think we. Do ever- I, I'm gonna go. You know, I, I I'm gonna go with the hometown boy here. I think. Um, we might see a finish in, the, in that third round and um, pick away at the big guy um, you know fight off the back foot you know improve boxing I'm sure under Mr. Mark Henry as well um, you know it means a lot to Chris and I think uh, you think he's going to get the job done he's going to pull the rabbit out of the hat and, and finish uh, a tiring Yoel Romero in the third in the, round I have, a, there I have a very funny story about the first time I watched Ron, uh, Yoel Romero fight uh, in person the first time go on uh, tell he us he was fighting Tim Kennedy obviously and, and we all know the controversy that happened at the end of the my second my favourite round. fight in UFC history Right, Sean, <laughs> I'm telling you, to be there was even funnier because in the front row, I was sitting beside Gareth Day Davis. Hang on, here, Pizzi, refresh us. Refresh the listeners. Oh, so, I mean, at the end of the round, Romero couldn't get off the stool. Everybody started going crazy. Yeah. This fight should be called. Then he comes back out, wins the decision over uh, Kennedy, which, sorry, he finished no, him, did he? Out. Knocked him out, yeah. Knocked him out. Sorry, and then he finished him, and everybody's going fucking mad. This shouldn't be allowed. Was anyway. that, that was one seven eight, wasn't it? UFC one seven eight. Yeah. No. Right. One, no. Yes. Connor Poirier. Yeah, yeah. 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 
And um, I was sitting beside Gary Day Davis, and Gary Day Davis is one of the funniest people you can sit beside at one of these events because he has an ongoing conversation with the Octagon while the fights are going on. Hilarious. And next of all, this American guy in the very front row starts screaming at Tim Kennedy while he's getting KO'd, like, Ranger up, Tim! Oh, Ranger no. up! Ranger up, Tim! USA! And all these Brilliant. people around him are fucking pissing themselves laughing. And he's telling them the Ranger up. And in the most beautifully timed moment ever, fucking Gary Davis stands up on press row, turns around to the guy in the front row and goes, fucking Americans, accept the loss, America. Accept the loss. He's unbelievable. <laughs> He's hilarious. I, Garrett is a gold. Garrett is what gold. Did Bonner, what did Bonner say back to him then after that? Uh, Bonner was looking. Bonner was at the other end of the press <laughs> row, shaking his head. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was absolutely Garrett is gold. Fucking person! I'm so glad that happened to him. A lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of, a lot of people give Garth shit, but you just have to take him the right way. He's a funny dude. I love Garth. He's, he's oh, a good he's crack. A t- man, he's so like. I mean, he makes uh, like when I see him there, I'm like, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, oh, it's hilarious. He winds people up. Ah, he winds them up so yeah, much that they brilliant. don't realize. That they don't realize it, exactly. Give him that reaction. Like it's it's class. Okay, lads, moving on. Um, Kelvin Gaston, Don Cerrone. Um, for me. Um, you know, this is obviously you know it's 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 very much in the mold of uh, Donald Cerrone. Um, you know, a lot of people are, are picking him to to go on and, and do well, good things in this welterweight division. Kelvin Gaston, a tough opponent. Uh, Donald has looked super impressive, especially that performance at welterweight um, against Rick Story last time out, where you know he beautiful flowy combinations. But Kelvin Gaston, a tough, hardy wrestler, going to give him problems, lads. What do you think? Is this I a shotgun picks? Well, more or less, yeah, but just give us two minutes on the fight. I think the tougher fighter will win this fight. The one with more heart. The one that doesn't give up. Uh, so I think uh, Kelvin Gassam will win. Okay, and you know, what, what? You know, are you looking over three rounds? Do you think he'll, he'll finish, Donald? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Could be could be one of those ones where Cerrone wills in 90 seconds and gets knocked out. You know, Kelvin Gassam has good body kicks. He'll kick him in the body. And they could put Cerrone down, but you never, you know, you never know. Which you know, Cerrone's been turning up an awful lot lately to give him his due, but he always has that one in the back pocket where someone will put it on him and and he'll give up. Um, and I think Gastelum is one of those guys that can put it on. Like Gastelum rises to the occasion where Cerrone kind of wilts when he gets a big yeah, occasion. And now this is not a huge occasion, but I, I think Gastelum is a tough, tough guy and he's underrated. And I think he'll put it on him. And I think he'd finish him late, maybe, or maybe a decision. PT Cowboy at Welterweight looked phenomenal. Will he continue? I don't. I'm skeptical because this is a, a really a pivotal point for him because this is the a name guy, a rank guy, where he could end up entering the title conversation. Yeah. Like, you know, being being the, in the fray there. Every time he kind of gets to these situations where he can elevate himself onto a new level, as Sean said, he tends to bottle it. Mm. Um, Gaslam is a bastard to fight. Like He's yeah, kind of like is. what we were saying about Trinalo. When Feller got Dirty, like, he can fights. just make makes it so awkward for you, makes it very hard to look good against Kelvin Gaslam. And I just I can see him you know getting a decision, a gritty decision, and people being very pissed off with the fact that the yeah. fight wasn't really good. I, that's think, that's, I completely can I just interrupt the agree. podcast there for one second? Go on. Yeah. Live announcement. Chris oh. Fields Clamp. versus Andy, Andy Clamp for the yeah. Bama Lightweight Light Heavyweight title. Lightweight. Andy Clamp got floored two weeks ago. Floored. Him. And, then, and then he got a, he, he won by head and arm triangle. So he got dropped there two two weeks ago. I think it was with a left hand at ice. 
and now he is uh, fighting Chris. Uh, PT was going to mention this in the podcast last week. You're not clapping when you okay. I can't say anything more <laughs> about the fight. <laughs> I know. Is, uh, it's interesting. Um, I think I, I I think that Chris really wanted uh, Craig. And I think that's that's eating away at him a bit, but hopefully he puts that to the back of his head. Cracks on with that. Glad to see Chris on the card. Really happy that Chris is on the card. Yeah, definitely. Great to see Chris back in there. Sean, want to add on to that? No, back to UFC 205. I have okay. no interest in that. Local <laughs> Irish. Uh, local MMA. Fuck that. No, yeah. <laughs> what a prick. Now that Andrew's gone, I don't have to talk about it ever again. <laughs> okay, so, no, I'm actually going to pick Kelvin Gossam as well. I think, you know, Cowboy, another thing we haven't really mentioned that, you know, he's already talking about fighting Damian Maya. You know, I, I really just don't understand that that he, that he. I know he likes to fight regularly, but to have your eyes on someone else, when you've Kelvin Gaston in New York in a few weeks or in a week's time, is is pretty dangerous for me. And I do think maybe he might be overlooking uh, Gaston a bit. And I think Gaston is going to make the fight horribly dirty, disgusting, gritty, grindy, and going to get a decision. Sean, I'm surprised we're all picking Gaston to be honest. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not I thought just I can remember when it was announced. It was like Robbie Law is a good fight this for is a nightmare. Uh, you know, it's not a good fight because he could obviously get knocked out. But I mean, I just think it's a better fucking yeah. style matchup than than Kelvin is. I think Kelvin is like as I was saying, like Trinaldo, just a guy who can make everyone yeah. just look so shit yeah. and make you feel shit when you're in there. Nothing's getting off because this fucker is just in my face. Um, I just think it's a bad matchup for him. Okay. And I think the fact that there is so much riding on it will affect him. Tough, tough, it's tough, tough fight in the women's bantamweight division for the former UFC bantamweight champion Amisha Tate. She goes up against Rocky Raquel Pennington, a fighter I always love to watch. Uh, you know, very good boxer. She's going to give Misha Tate a lot of problems in this fight for me. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting how Misha bounces back. As she said, she couldn't remember anything about that fight hardly. Looking back on it now, about a week ago in an interview I saw, what a dangerous, dangerous fight for her, Sean. Yeah, Raquel Pinning is actually criminally underrated. I, oh, I think so as well. Yeah, shaking there, his head, yeah. He, she is like, she, I think she's a good fighter. Like, she gave. She's Holly getting better Holm and better and better fight. and better as well the whole time. Yeah, she's good at boxing and stuff like that. Now, her problem is she doesn't really have the knockout power to elevate her to the next level. And when you're coming up against someone like Tate who has big power in her hands and has showed it in the past and is good wrestling and is good submissions, that's going to be tough. Um,. Like in all Raquel Pennington big fights, I think she'll put in a good effort, but she'll end up losing, unfortunately for her. Um, you know, PT, um, are we going to see um, a tiny tornado <coughs> from uh, Raquel Pennington to, to beat um, Misha Tate? Absolutely, she can beat her. I mean, Tate... Did, you, did no one pick up on Tate, that? A tiny tornado? I picked that up, yeah. I don't think PT knows, is he? <laughs> No, her, I didn't her, know what he said. I just her, said, what her girlfriend is Tisha Torres what? and Raquel Pennington are an item. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been going out for a long time. For a bit. I think they got married, actually. Did they? Yeah. Congratulations yeah. to them. Fair play. Both good fighters. Uh, Petey? <laughs> he looks shocked. That's what we're talking about. Again, so, uh, yeah, uh, Misha, Misha Tate. Misha Tate and, uh, and Rocky. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I, sometimes... It's crazy to think that uh, Misha Tate went on to win that title. Obviously, the fact that they were going to try to get rid of her and stuff. And I just don't like... Uh, well, every time I see her going up against someone that's kind of good, I, I never feel good about it. Yeah. Like, I always think she fights to the level that she's put against. And, um, you know, if it's not a big name, sometimes I don't think she kind of gets up for the fights as much as she should. Like, uh, you know, you know, did she fight... Um, who? who was the your woman? Not not ham, not so. See how Elizabeth uh, Phillips, Rin Koi, Rin Koi. Okay, yeah. She fought poorly, like, and it was like you know Rin Koi is awful. And it, really, in that fight, it, 
Tate didn't look that great either. You know what I mean? Um, I, I just it's very hard to pre- always. I, I say it's very hard to predict uh, Misha Tate yeah, fights. Um, and I can remember before two hundred, I said, "Yeah, we both we, Misha, we we said it. We both said it against uh, against Nunes. The most Misha yeah. Tate thing in the world to go out here and lose this fight. Yeah, and that's exactly what she did. And it wouldn't be very. It would be very Misha Tate if you just lost this fight again. I mean. I think I think Rocky's boxing club. I think she's yeah. lost her losing feeling for the sport. I think she's looking at Ronda Rousey as well. She's just talking Ronda, 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 Ronda at the moment. That fight, everybody's just hanging around. It's just dangerous, Ronda, man. And you, you know? I think you know, as you said, Sean, Rocky is criminally underrated. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Rocky in this one. I think oh. she she could she could even get a late finish. I I think she she's gonna eight point her. That, that that's my my pick. Another underdog oh. for me. Um, on this week, I'll go if I'm Severe picking. I'll pick a niche. I don't know. Fuck, that's all. So... It is. Who did you pick, Sean? You picked. You picked. Uh, Tate. You picked Tate. All right, so I'm not fucking. All right. Are you um, going Tato too? <laughs> Sorry. I think. Okay. I think it'll be a decision. I don't. No. Okay. Uh, Who are you picking? Just fucking name someone. One of them. Shotgun. Uh, Misha Tate. Okay, lads, we, we know the card is absolutely stat. We got we got to move on. Um, we're going to do some shotguns here. What? Just one, actually, sorry, one more thing I want to mention to you before, and we do the shotguns. Is there a fight on the prelim or prelim card that really sticks out to you? I know there's a whole bunch of cracking fights, but what one really sticks out for you, Sean? Uh, it has to be Habib versus Michael Johnson. I Michael Johnson could win this fight, and I'm a, the biggest Habib fan in the world. Michael Johnson's dead, right? hands. Are very very good. He showed it. Like he has power in him as well. Working with Henry Hoof, you see guys with Henry Hoof, and they have bad results for a while, uh, or maybe you know they're kind of you see them, they're putting things together, and then they come out all of a sudden and they're fucking animals, like Anthony Johnson as well. You know, you've, you've seen it with plenty of guys, and I think he's really hit that that point in his career now. <laughs> the pro- big problem is, and I always say it when Michael Johnson when the, when this fight comes up, it's. It's only three years since Reza Madadi took him down and put him against the fence and held him. I think it was in Sweden, wasn't it? The yeah, it was Conor Mc- Musasi. Yeah. yeah, we were about there. I, yeah. I get that on my head. And, okay, that's three years ago, and he's obviously improved an awful lot. But he's fighting Habib Nurmagomedov. You know, he's fighting mm. one of the best wrestlers the UFC has ever seen dominate, and he'll do exactly that. And if those deficiencies are even there, if they're even if even ten percent of them is, are, are there, he's gonna bring them out, and it's gonna be a bad night. But if Johnson can stop that takedown, if he can stop him from getting around his waist and holding him, bare hugging him, he could win that fight because he has better hands. Pete, I want to. I know you feel that this fight is the same. Um, as well, it's it's the you know the one the real standout fight uh, on the prelim portion of the card. We look at Khabib though, you know he he's had Daryl Horcher, um has you know obviously not the 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 be- you know obviously a game opponent when he came in stepped in I think on a week's notice when uh, Tony fell out of the fight with blood in his lungs, um he hasn't fought though you know before that his last fight was was RDA in twenty fourteen he hasn't had a real real test in a couple of years is, is that going to be a, a big factor in this fight? I, I don't know. I think the fact that he had the Harcher fight that that was big. Like rather than you know, yeah. I think he was very like he was nearly lucky that he he got a kind of a, you know, he got a kind of a warm up fight, a chill up fight, and I'd like to see more of them in MMA mm. um, with these guys when they come back from a long long yeah, layoff. It doesn't make sense for guys to be like, oh, you haven't fought for two years. Here's Rafael dos Anjos. You know what I mean? It's I I think it should be they should think about these things a bit more. Um, you know, really. I think we're going to see what uh, Michael Johnson is now Magda Madoff. <laughs> see what I- oh, Jesus. I'm fucking, I'm muting you for that. 
They're off the podcast. I, I, was actually, I was actually waiting to say oh that. Oh, my like goodness. For 15 minutes that, that's, Sean made a fucking drawn-out point that, that he did. That's embarrassing. <laughs> that's embarrassing. Oh, uh, you're embarrassing. But um, I'm obviously... No, and I don't agree with uh, that it's the most... It's the best fight on the 205 undercard. I don't. Oh, I thought um, you said it was. Sorry. That I know is just talking about Luke and Bell <laughs> So, I mean, let's talk about that fight for a second. That's, that's a... The, obviously the one that's going to steal the show to me, Sean. Belal Mohammed, wild kicks. He's gonna knock him out with a wheel kick. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Watch out for the wheel kicks of Belal Mohammed. Okay, let's get into. We gotta move on. We're way over time on this. Um, okay, uh, uh, shot. Uh, what about Frankie? What about Frankie and yeah, Stevens? that's where we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna mention oh, Frankie and I Stevens. Who, I wonder who you're picking. I, well, Frankie, Frankie Edgar. I'm not gonna go near Jeremy Stevens, the leprechaun lover. Um, Stevens, <laughs> Stevens ain't winning this who fight. Who the fuck is that guy? Uh, yeah, who is he? Jeremy, who the fuck are I, I, you, Stevens? Like, I just wanted to win so we can cut an epic promo after. Now you know who I am. <laughs> I don't think Frankie finishes him. I think Frankie um, outboxes him. Uh, too much speed. Um, his boxing is going to be too technical and good for Jeremy Stevens. He's not going to be able to get near him all night. He'll get a decision. Decision win for Frankie Edgar for me. Can we just say how fucking mental is it that Frankie Edgar is coming to Blanchardstown in January? Yeah, what is that about? Sorry, I was I was oh, intrigued. Jesus. Are you actually serious? That's look. I thought it was a wind up this morning, so I was like, "All right, I'll have a look." Went out the Clancilla's page. There they are. Um, unbelievable. I don't, I don't think it's gonna happen. Sure. Like I mean, Who, it seems absolutely well, ridiculous. Well, I text Mark to see if it's real. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't surprise me. And just just for the record, it doesn't surprise me that um, Frankie Edgar's coming to Dublin in the first place that he wants to see is Blanchardstown. That doesn't shock me. And I think we all know why. PT selling wolf tickets. Bullshit. Here, lads. <laughs> I have one problem with this fight, right? Frank Edgar should win this fight. He should win easily. But he's never fought a hard-hitting striker in his whole career. Never. We'll knock off he's never fought a hard-hitting <laughs> hard <laughs> knockout striker. And it, like Frank Edgar's chin, remember against um, Gray Maynard? Okay, he held up, he came back, and he survived. But he still got fucked up, nearly knocked out. He's never fought anyone that hits that hard. Jeremy Stevens is the first time in his career he's fighting someone who hits really hard. And a long, long time since then. He's not going to be able to hit him. But I don't think he will. I think he'll win. But if he gets knocked out, you can come back to me and tell me I'm a genius. Okay. All I right. think, I mean, it's the only way Jeremy can win, surely. Yeah, it is. With yeah, a but flying knee or something. He's not, he's, you're not a fucking genius. He's not going he's not gonna to be able to get close, no, close enough to Frankie to land chin, something. Because of Frankie's chin. Fuck off. I wrote an article like four fights ago that I was like, surely Frankie's chin has to go soon. <laughs> 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 it was actually uh, before he fought Cope. I was like, he's going to turn the lights out on Edgar. So many people thought Cope was going to win that fight. Yeah. I was like, what the what fuck? Are you, what, what are you on? As soon as it went down the first round, like, it's like, well, that's that's not going to happen now. Frankie's won the fight all day long for me. Um, okay, Frankie well, Khabib. We, we locked in Glasgow telling Kobe was going to lose that before we got on the plane home. Yeah, I think, I think, it was, I think that was Dublin, wasn't it? No, I think it was Glasgow. Oh, maybe. Kobe was in Dublin. Yeah. He's always in Dublin. Okay, um, Rashad Evans, uh, Tim Kennedy. Yeah, uh, Sean, who you got? I hope Rashad Evans wins so much. I hate Tim Kennedy. <laughs> <the best team. laughs> you obviously don't believe. You obviously don't look. I, I just hate him. I hope he wins. <laughs> Brilliant! I love I it. Like I was saying, you don't like freedom. I don't like freedom. Freedom isn't free. And <laughs> <laughs> Home brave. Tim Kennedy hasn't fought in about three years, and he's on his way yeah, to Bellator. He defended the free world. Fight. He defended the exactly. free world. He's fighting where it matters in Iraq from from a bell tower two miles away. Fucking so you're you're picking Rashad Evans. I'm picking Rashad Evans. I think it's a big fight for Rashad as well, and um, due to the fact you know it is his home state. He's from up the road, um, in Niagara Falls. 
Um, Pizzi, you going with Rashad? It's going to be interesting. No. no, he's not. I'm going. I'm going with Tim. Captain America Kennedy. Interesting one as well. Tim Kennedy has been working predominantly in the BMF ranch uh, ahead of this fight. Trending in there with, with, with Cowboy. No, I'm not saying that. He's just, you know, it's just um, a lot of guys seem to have gone down there from, from Jackson's. I find it interesting. Um, okay. Vicente Luque versus Bilal, the Iron Chin <laughs> Muhammad. Nobody cares. Move on. Okay. What a fight. Vicente Luque. Um, three rounds. Going to be a war. Potential fight. We, fi- we don't have to do this. Potential, potential yeah. fight of the night. Telling you. Uh, uh, ooh, okay. Watch out for that one. I'm telling you, watch out for that one. Um, don't sleep on that Jim one. Jim Miller, Tiago Alves. PT, who you got? Whoever. Alves. I've got <laughs> Alves know. as well. Alves, Alves going down to lightweight. Uh, Jim Miller, I'm going to go Tiago Alves. Um, too much power. Um, Jim's chin is going to get taken off him within three. Um, Rafael Natal versus Tim Bosch. Interesting one. Uh, Sapo. Natal. I think Natal has a uh, Natal has a good chin. He doesn't get knocked out that much, and yeah. watch. That's the only way he's winning. He says. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, okay. Interesting fight. Liz Carmouche versus uh, New York's New Jersey zone. Very interested. Very interested. You're picking on this one. Caitlin Chukagian. Yeah, Caitlin's too big for Liz Carmouche, and she'll have too. Her stand-up's too good. Definitely. Uh, uh, you know, the only way Liz wins this fight is to get her to the deck. Not going to happen. Caitlin's too big, too powerful. Um, is that hate speech? That's hate speech. No, her, her kickboxing is, is too good. She's, she's very well-versed and oiled machine. And a good-looking girl as well, um, to say Fucking the least. Pervert. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? I'm just sick of these men. Oh, sure. Man bastard. There's nothing wrong with oh. saying, you're always going to be good-looking guys, you big flame train. So, like... You leave one of my lawn. That's a quality. That's <laughs> How a quality. angry he got. You leave one of my Okay, it's going to be an absolute corker. All your coverage on SevieraMMA.com this week. Myself and PT will be on location in New York, and Sean will obviously be joining us, and he'll have his picks and all that um, up on the website during the week. So you can catch us on Twitter. I'm at Neil McGrath Fort. He's at PT Carl, and he's at Sean Sheen BA. Let's move on to not last night's action um, from Mexico. Um, really decent, solid fight card. Um, Tony Ferguson got the job done in the main event. Um, the first question we have to sort of go upon and, and ask is, is that enough to, to be warranted number one um, contender um, in the division after nine straight wins? Sean Sheen. It's <laughs> a complicated, loaded question. Uh, I, suppose, I suppose it depends what, what happens next week. Look, if Eddie Alvarez wins, I think Eddie Alvarez versus uh, Tony Ferguson will happen. So, I, yeah, I think he is the number one contender. But if Conor McGregor wins, Nate Diaz. we don't know if it's going to take a year off. We don't know if it's going to be a rematch with Nate Diaz or it could be Tony Ferguson. I'd say off of those three, I'd say the most unlikely one is Tony Ferguson. Um, if Habib wins next week, I say, um, the most likely thing is we'll see Habib versus Tony yeah. Ferguson for number one contenders, which is unfortunate for Tony. He's done enough to deserve it. He, Definitely. you know, he he deserves a title shot, but uh, I don't think he's going to get it. One of the most chronically undersold UFC stars in the last two years. Oh, yeah, I totally believe that the UFC haven't given him enough of a push. A guy who's, you know, I always say it's great in the microphone and he backs up nine times out of ten. And um, Petey, um, we, we we look at last night's fight, uh, impressive one again from Tony Ferguson, and um, sort of did everything. He was very technically good, you know, boxing. You know, he did exactly what he had to do to beat um, Rafael dos Anjos. Um, you know, what would you like to see happen, obviously, next for Tony? You know, is it that world title? Imagine the shit talk between him and Conor, by the way, as well. That would be absolutely brilliant if Conor was to win. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Khabib and Conor would be very good shit talk as well. Yeah, yeah. well, Khabib. Um, well. Like, look, like the situation is so strange like, with the lightweight title. 
like Connor could win this, I don't know, like against Alvarez, then God knows. Like then it's literally anyone's fucking guess. I could be the next guy fighting for the fifty five title the yeah. way it goes. When I think happens. they'll do is you I know, mean, my little theory from what I said. I think they'll do Nate Diaz. Um if Connor yeah, wins like, three I mean, it makes, in July. Like, that, the, but they'll always have that fight in their back corner, you know what I mean? Like mm. it, there's no I don't think there's any time limit. I think it can be played when it needs to be played. Uh, at the moment I think they need to focus on keeping Ferguson uh Namaga Madoff, McGregor happy. Happy. But as we said last time, there's no there's literally no way of keeping all of them happy at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I mean someone's gonna get fucked over. Who do I expect them to fuck over between McGregor, Namaga Madoff and Ferguson? If that's the case, Ferguson. So I think I think he's the bottom of that list. That's very disappointing to hear that. I know, look, and, and look, if it was <laughs> if, if this was a sport, if this was just a sport if this is just a sport, Sad. to be right off would be a champion. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's uh, no, but like I mean, obviously you're going on a nine point streak. We can say the same against Max Holloway. You know, it just really shows up the fact that it isn't really all geared towards you. Like you know, you've heard my feelings. Who's the best fighter? And uh, I really hope he gets an emergency title shot. Like no matter what, off on like December thirty first, just the old Grand with. Fuck you, you bastard! You're unbelievable. You, you, the uh, performance from him last yeah, night, I just can't, I even just, though he's not gonna. Sorry, Sean. A good performance for him last night. All the same, though, even though he's not gonna get the title shot, like never get the title. Probably never will. The title. Yeah. Chokes next that, and cashes checks. There you go. That could have been um, El That could have been. What did you think of Dasanias's performance, though? Average. Good enough. First round. Yeah. Mm, that was about it. Average, like the so. problem with Dasanias is like. As I, <laughs> I think we all on, know. He's like Dasanias needs to be on the front foot, you know. He needs to be thrown in those big right hooks. Like I was talking to you on WhatsApp last night, and I was saying that like he, he got a couple of them going. He's like, oh, if he keeps throwing in, if he can keep pushing Ferguson against the fence, he could land. But he kind of just stopped. And I know Ferguson did a great job of pushing him back and getting his back off the fence, you know, and going forward. But I thought Dasanias, he was, you know, he, it wasn't that he wasn't trying, but he just couldn't get anything off. He looked. You know, he looks stuck in the mud to, to steal a phrase. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was, you know, he did he did well to fight in the pocket when he got in there. You know, Ferguson's open a lot because he's very wild at times. Uh, and Dasanias took advantage of that for a couple of the rounds. But, uh, like, even the rounds he did win, they kind of could have gone either way. And yeah. I think Ferguson won his rounds well. Like, uh, I think it was the best performance of Ferguson's career as well by a mile. You know, he doesn't use his range that well usually, but last night he used it a little bit better. He was jabbing a little bit more. You know, he was still throwing the kicks that he throws. He was kicking Dosanias in the legs, which is very important to stop him from going forward. So yeah, I was I was very impressed with him, but for Dosanias, his last few fights, not great. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, thoroughly on, on, on those statements um, Sean um, Diego Sanchez got a victory over uh, Martin Held um, you know very disappointed with Martin Held's performance on his UFC debut um, you know we saw in the third round he was just constantly trying to go for that leg lock didn't really offer uh, much else decent uh, you know big win for, for Diego to stick around in the UFC I was sort of hoping that he might he might lose and you know that might be it um, what are your thoughts on that fight lads? Yeah like <sighs> Held very disappointing completely like, I mean absolutely uh, I'd say he's devastated today. I'd say he is fucking devastated today. Yeah, I agree. Um, nobody should be really losing to Diego Sanchez anymore. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. Shawnee. Yeah, I thought I thought Diego fought pretty well. Um, yeah, once Held couldn't get the leg lock mm. or a submission, he just fell away. And like Diego's jiu-jitsu game is criminally underrated. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yes, it is. But I mean, I, I don't think it's where Hells is. Like, I mean, a lot of people bring up the fact that, like, uh, oh, Diego Sanchez did ADCC. Like, he did it back when fucking Tito Ortiz was doing ADCC. Sean, I, I, Sean, you know I mean? like, the one thing I want to take from last night is I heard um, this in the grapevine that um, Diego Sanchez uh, has actually, you know, taken on board some new supplements. Is that correct? What? Oh, well. Well, we'll talk about them in a while, but just one thing again. He <laughs> fucking ruined that. <laughs> that was brilliant. That was the best segue in ever. I think Diego like had jujitsu matches with Gordon Ryan and stuff. Yeah, back in the day, yeah. ACDC and what Pizzi was saying there, he did a lot no, no, of no, that sort of stuff, didn't he? Even, like, he'd, have to, he'd have to be recent if he was against Gordon Ryan. But yeah. I mean, how did that go for him? It well, he like he went to a decision. I think it was like I watched. No, it, hang on. Now this was thrown around before another fight. It wasn't Diego Sanchez. It I mean, was Gordon. Who the fuck was we talking about? No, but I think Diego Sanchez did as well. Or maybe it wasn't Gordon Ryan. It was someone. It was one of those good jujitsu guys. Okay, all right. Okay, yeah. Points. Good. Jesus, no, like, lads, I mean, he's come on. Marcelo Garcia, and he's got a decision. Yeah, but, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean he's in exchanges. Like it means that he's just stalling out people. Like he's fucking. These jujitsu matches lately, though. There's a few of them online. Like he's good. He's very good jujitsu. I think okay. you know. I think Diego's not an easy out at all there. But yeah. But anyway, it was a good performance. He he. You know he he did well. Held his. You know, Held is still young and stuff, and he's improving, but I think Diego Sanchez is just a little more. Big more win more for Ricardo Lamas also as well, defeating um, a very heavy and hungry Charles Oliveira, who was uh, munching some McDonald's during the week um, over there in Mexico. Um, big, good performance from, from Ricardo. Uh, you know, good win over, obviously, a very good opponent, Charles Oliveira. Got him to the deck and choked his lights out. Um, any thoughts, any thoughts on that? Hold on. Yeah, so he was still eating something anyway. He wasn't. He just posted a picture and he was like, "I wish I was eating McDonald's now or something like that." Okay. But anyway, no, he had McDonald's now. He, he was. Yeah, I thought. I thought. I thought he had the McDonald's and then some. Yeah, and then he reposted it, saying it was old, but that was only him oh. saying it was old. I don't so know. I don't know. You know Fernanda Prades, who works for MMA Junkie, that's what she said anyway. So I don't know. But she always stay, she always backs Brazilian. She's the most biased um, Brazilian backer in the world. Coming from fucking Mark Henry's biggest fan here, like. No, I'm not. Before. Not at all. No, that's that's bullshit. Um, Don't throw me under the bus like that. I gave my reasons for picking the fight. Who would you pick, Duke Egan, uh, Eddie Alvarez, Frank Edgar? Well, th- yeah, well, they, you know, bar three of those four should win. <laughs> Chris White, man, Wonder Boy, pick them all. Everyone else. Oh, yeah, listen, Sean, I'll tell you the what. Facts. Is that just I'll, I'll, facts? I'll walk out of here now and there'll be no editing facts. done to this. We'll be going in the bin. <laughs> but, uh, I, I actually don't think Lamas fought that well. I think Oliveira was just so bad. It's just no, no. But I think Oliveira's actually winning. Like he's, I don't know. Lamas did well to survive a bit, and he just caught him in the he caught him in the guillotine. It's funny, Oliveira. Like he's such good jujitsu guy. He gets choked out an awful lot, doesn't he? You know, it's it's mm. odd, but uh, doesn't like them guillotines. He doesn't. His last two wins and last two losses were all by guillotine. Boom. Right. Let's but, uh, get through this. Beniel yeah, Darush. Fucking brown here. Beniel Darush, um, and um. What's his name? Um, Magda Madoff. <laughs> <laughs> Rashid Magda Madoff. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, thoughts on the fight? I, I actually thought we might have seen the finish in that fight. Lads, were you a little bit disappointed if you didn't get a finish? Yeah. Uh, I think Darius did well. It was an underwhelming, it was an underwhelming really fight good. because of the, the hype of sort of both guys. Yeah, I think uh, Megamedov is a good, tough guy. 
he's not the best fighter in the world. I think it was a good matchup for for Darius, and he did well. You know, he it probably pushes you know, them we'll, both up we'll see place in the rankings. Darius in the future, I think. Okay, um, moving on. Um, Alex Grasso uh, made a winning start to her UFC tenure. Um, impressive uh, on the debut against Heather Joe Clark. Uh, unanimous decision victory. Um, you know, look out for her in the future. She's a top, top um, contender, soon to be in that women's strawweight division, I believe, over the next uh, 12 to 16 months. Um, well, what does a win over Heather Joe Clark really tell you? I know, it just tells you she's a tough it, She's a tough kid, and, it, you know, she is. She's a hard lady to put away. We'll give her that, Heather Joe Clark. Um, well, I that think, is you know, all we can give her now. I, I'd like to see Heather, you know, maybe pack it in as well. I, I do say that. I think she's, t- she's suffered a lot of injuries and damage over the last couple of years um, as well. But, you know, top 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 pro, you have to say. Hey, give her her, her dues. Um, credit where credit is... You. Okay, <laughs> that was the worst roundup ever. Grasso's going to be really good though. Yeah, and we won't bother talking about the rest of the car, but Grasso's really good. She's going to fight for a title in the next year, I think. Yeah, I agree. She's really good. She's good. Every good looking girl as she, well. She reminds me of Jose Aldo. She fights very like Jose Aldo, like that kind of knees up Muay Thai style. You know, kick the legs, hits hard. Doesn't have really knockout power, but will bash you up. You know, and yeah. bloody up your face. Yeah, I followed her career sure. in uh, in Invicta. Very impressive. Um, throughout that. Uh, stint three, four fights, stint whatever it was, and Invicta fighting championships. Okay, um, moving on, lads. Um, it's time for the questions. Is that Before right, Sean? That, oh, you know, no, we have to get back to what supplement was that again that uh, Diego was using? What's, what supplements do you use? What are your favorite supplements? I think well, it's, it's always nutrition. nutrition for me. I don't have washboard abs and beautiful dimples <laughs> because I don't use, I use any piece of shit. You know what I mean? Nutrition company. It's yeah. Ross Nutrition for me, and it actually makes my skin. Uh, darker, it makes me more appetizing to the female sex. Like Elaine, you can ask Elaine here. She used to beat women away from that door every day. Ever since I started stick. taking her, like, the, but, like it never happened. Then I started taking these supplements. Boom. Elaine, is that is, is that true, Elaine? Is she there? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Elaine. Just for that day. Oh, that was fucking oh. gold. I wish I had the video of that. That was brilliant. So I mean. Use a promo code Severe MMA, and you might actually, you know, be as attractive to women as Peter Carroll someday. That's a, I'm not guaranteeing anything. Battery's not included, but try it. Twenty-five percent off. Rwestnutrition.com. Yeah. Help us, help you. There we go. Time for the questions. Okay, I'm gonna get through a few of these. We have a lot of questions, and obviously we can't get through all of them. Do appreciate you guys sending in the questions, and you can send those questions in to at Severe MMA pod um, and also the phone number as well if you want to use that plus three five three eight three eight five eight zero eight six two the same number as talking brawls podcast um, with pt and myself as well okay first question of the week comes from our good buddy and um, who's a good big fan of, the, of both shows and um, it is mr eamon mclean the third um at severe mma pod um, i think he's a bigger fan of sean's podcast so therefore i'm not answering this fucking question okay sure there you go. as well so therefore Grumpy i'm Pete. Eamon oh, McLean at Eamon McLean give him a follow um, opinion on McGee's uh, gas tank he looked knackered in the last few um, early on or was that a matter of carrying the extra weight you know uh, Sean uh, we sort of mentioned it a little bit earlier you know it has to be down to carrying the extra weight because you know if you look at him at 45 55 we've seen him in the past doesn't seem to have that problem yeah I definitely think it's the weight because Diaz didn't necessarily put it on him in the first round in kind of a grinding way you know he landed a few shots and stuff and it was damage and the way he was carrying i think uh, more than anything but yeah i think it'll be better now and i it's not better that he's not 
he won't have to worry about it. You know, he I think he can come out and throw his kicks and go wild early where he couldn't at welterweight because he knew even, you know, and because Diaz could take so many shots as well that he couldn't go mad. But I think he, he can go now and it'll be grand for him. So, yeah, I think he'll be better now. Um, just one in there as well. Big congratulations to, to Liam McCourt. She won a, she won a, a title there. What title was it, PT? Uh, Nogi Worlds. Nogi Worlds. Congratulations to her. Okay, let's get back to... Uh, PT, just your thoughts quickly on that one? Or you, you don't want to answer it? No? Do you still not want to answer it? No. Okay, you don't. No. All right, he nodded his head there. You, geez, you're not in his good go books, Eamon. You, there you go. He hates you. I wouldn't, PT loves you too. Don't lie. He's gonna choke Listen, you. Out. I just need let me just let me just sit with this for a week and let me think about he's it. Gonna he's gonna choke. Aiming, that's me. Aiming, he's gonna choke you out and mug you. <laughs> well, well, look, I might, you know, hypothetically do all of them things. Noel will definitely send you illegal streams that cripple your. Oh. Computer. <laughs> <laughs> just fuck off. <sighs> We're not even gonna talk about that. Okay, Colin Pryor, um, at Sean and, and the Severe MMA Pod, um, at Colin six eight one nine nine six. Um, if Connor wins and Ferguson gets a shot, how do you see that fight going down? Jeez, that's a bloody, really interesting scrap, man. You know, I've thought about that. The shit talk is what really uh, interests me. But fuck, that's a tough one for for both guys, and that'd be a tough one for Connor too. I think Ferguson gets hit an awful lot, and uh, the power of McGregor, and then you get hit as much as Ferguson does. But Ferguson's good at going forward. Well, yeah, it's a tough fight. I, I, I like my first thought is McGregor would knock him out because he gets hit so much. Agree yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I think. Um, I think even last night we saw in the fourth round, uh, it's like Tony's trying to hit a rhythm. Like he, he he tries to hit a rhythm and then he gets going and then he starts gets very slowly. Uh, yeah, like I mean, you could see Dasanio's marking him up there at the start, and I honestly think yeah, I think Connor could uh, knock him out. It would have to be like, you know, obviously if if he can get you on the ground, especially in the turtle position, that dash shot there from all day. So he's a really really dangerous guy, obviously. But uh, I I just think. Connor, I agree with Sean completely here. I, I'd go Connor KO. I'm fascinated to see see Connor back at 55. I know we saw him obviously back in the Cage Warriors days. Obviously, that Boutinger fight was the last time. But I'm fascinated to see the, the pair translate against top level guys in the lightweight. Pete was yeah. watching MMA back then, so it's going to be interesting. I, you know, I'll reserve comments uh, to a little <laughs> bit longer on that one. Um, okay, Vincent C uh, at Vinny C eight six. Um, on Twitter, Severe MMA Podcast to be renamed the Sean Sheehan Podcast. Um, what's the future for the podcast? Well, the future for the podcast is now. Live in the moment, my money. son. There we go. Money. 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 There we go. It's a money money show with the money host, not McGregor. Uh. Um, yeah, thanks for your support. The, the podcast is going on, my man. Simple. Pretty simple. The show must yeah. go on. Okay. How emotional yeah. How, how emotional has it been this week? Fucking devastating. The the amount of messages of support I've got. Thank God Andrew's gone. You know, it's going to be so much better now. Like, they've been great to hear. Like, they've been great to hear. No, but seriously, yeah. Our relationship is a bit of a change anyway. Look, we I think we're all happy for Andrew going over yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. To, definitely. to the Mac Life and stuff. So, we you know, we joke about it because uh, we wouldn't be joking about it, yeah. if we, you know, if we actually uh, were serious. So. Yeah, right, sure. It's a bit of a change anyway, and I get to talk to two fucking pricks from Dublin once a week, you know, so... <laughs> Is it offensive to your ears to listen to this disgusting... And two variations of the Dublin accent. How how hard is this for you? How t- challenging is this for you, Sean? I'm kind of used to, you know, so it's not too bad, because, like, I've known you for a while, but, like, when I get implanted into Dublin, those times I have to go there, you know... I have to, when you're embedded, when you're embedded. Yeah. Embedded in Dublin, when I have to get the wash and the shots and stuff to go in there. You know, and I hear, like, those people at the... Bo- All right, Bunny, come on, Bunny, give me the fucking five and a buddy, you know, them people. But did you hear the Jermit Gagat? The Jermit Gagat was 
Uh, I'm gonna beat you. Uh, you know, I think uh, Vito. Yeah. You know, I fight Vito. Uh, you know, who, who, who uh, do you okay. think? This is a interesting question, Sean. Who do you think is easier to understand? Because Americans find me easier. No, to don't say really don't don't say Americans. No, that's it's one American, Dwayne Finley, who I can hardly fucking understand half the time as say? well. What's that? Dwayne Finley. Sean, what did he say? That's Petey's boss there. Holy talking shit. About. Yeah, fucking hell. Don't be fucking slagging off my boss. Okay, listen. Enough questions from you, dick face. Um, okay. Um, can't understand a fucking word he said. A, a good question here. Uh, Tom McCarthy, at 84, Tom, Tom. Um, Joe Warren often accuses the UFC of trying to bury incoming Bellator talent. Was Onyx commentary on held a little rough on him? I don't, I don't know. I didn't really notice it at the time, to be honest. I didn't think Held fought well, so I think it's fair enough. I think there was a lot expected of him. I expected a yeah, lot of him. A lot I think more, a lot of so people did, so I think it was fair enough. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I, th- I know PT does as well because we talked about the fight Should obviously be a few minutes Diego ago. Sanchez at this stage. Yeah. Um, how the hell did Oliveira miss weight by nine pence? Eating too much fucking McDonald's. That's what he was doing. And burritos and shit in Mexico. Um, I don't know. Listen, the guy should should be at lightweight. He's had so many problems. I think that's the fourth UFC fight at 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 forty five that he's missed weight. He needs to go back up to lightweight. Um, I think that really is just as simple as that. Uh, you know, he, in fairness to the guy, uh, someone made the point. I think it was Kenny Florian um, that he actually took the fight in a month's notice. Um, you know, silly, to, ta- silly to take it. Wrong. Silly to take it. Um, Sean, any other comments on that? No, I'll move on to the next. Question. Yeah. Okay. Uh, odds on Connor getting a submission um, would be epic. Garrett Gargan at Garrett at Gargan Garrett. Thoughts? I have heard that his fucking you said this to me, yeah, has, has gone through the. I know I'm talking to his teammates here, but I mean I'm talking in like informal situations where you're just kind of talking about anything. And uh, I can't remember who, who specifically said to me, but I was shocked that this person said to me because they usually don't talk about the fight game that much. They were just like. Who the fuck was it? And they were just, they were like, um, man, since since Dylan's been here, and they, I know everyone sees that Nate Diaz fight, and they think, oh, Connor is absolutely brutal on the ground. That was that was more to do with exhaustion. Yeah, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Um, I've heard that he is ridiculous now, ridiculous on the ground, like really transitioning well, constant movement. Obviously, we didn't get to see any of that against Diaz, against Diaz. When you look at Alvarez, will he take the chance against Alvarez? I think so. I, th- I think he's a lot less dangerous than uh, Diaz, especially in his guard position. So I think if he knocks Eddie down, I think you'll see Connor getting in on top of him and giving it a go, rather than what we saw in two uh, two where he was kind of standing up. Do I think he can submit him? Not really, but I think it's worth noting that a lot of people are saying that his submission is, his submission game has gone through the roof. Um, I think the, gu- the guillotine could possibly be there for him as well, the way Eddie fights, you know, the way he pushes him and leaves yes. his head in there against the cage. Yes. So that's possible. High elbow guillotine is obviously like a, an SBG thing. It's, Marcelo Garcia. it's Marcelo Garcia, thank you very much. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's an SBG thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, it is, though, honestly. Like, uh, yeah. John used to go around touring with that high elbow guillotine all over Ireland doing seminars on it and stuff. And it's really lethal. It goes on straight away. Both uh, cuts off the blood flow on both sides of your neck. You, you have no choice. Like, you have no choice. And it happens so quickly. Um, Gunny Escape is the one that we saw uh, Gunny using and uh, Connor used against. Uh, Mendes. Yes. Mendes, that's right. Yeah. Okay, Domo at Domo KO1. Uh, prediction lads, we've already done that. Um, okay, how much of a this is going? Um, at John Menton. All right, John, Mr. Crack. At John Sorry, Menton John. BE. Um, how much of a factor will Connor's five inch reach advantage be? Um, 174 to 169. Um, yeah. Huge. Yeah, huge. Yeah, I agree. It, it, this is this is one of the, the most intriguing aspects of the fight. 
that's because Diaz. It wasn't there for the Diaz fight. You know what I mean? It was like I mean, it wasn't. There wasn't an advantage. And every time we've seen him be the bigger guy, it's been a fucking nightmare for his opponent. So yeah, I think that's massive. I think the fact that he was fighting a guy with a similar reach to him the last time really affected him. So I think that's huge. Sean, uh, hmm. <laughs> I don't think it matters that much. Oh! No mind games. No fucking reach advantages. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think it matters that much. I think I think it's the pressure and his ability to go off the cage. It's his footwork that matters more than the lint of his arms. But yeah, oh. should be fun. Anyway. One or two more. Okay, one or two more questions. Okay, uh, uh, Dan- another one. Uh, Daniel Bradley, a powerful DBE. Um, good question here. Who's the best chance to win UFC gold in the future? Caitlin Chikagan, Donald Cerrone, Kelvin Gastelum, or Tim Kennedy? Um, you know, without them, I'd, I'd probably go Caitlin. Lads, I've been very impressed with her. Gastelum. Yeah, I'd go Gastelum as well. Okay. You saw your woman fight Lauren Murphy and you think she's going to be a champion? Yeah, no, but I just know I just think she's she's a lot of tools there. She looks very solid. So, no, let's uh, let's see. Let's just, you know, just throw it out there. She's, she sounds like a tennis player as well, which is... Uh, Good thing for her. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do, you know, do you remember that she shouts whenever she takes a, whenever she throws a punch. Mm. So do I. A, a lot of people. Oh. A lot of people do though. No, but she's yeah. worse anyway. She's way worse. <laughs> I shout when I punch Pizzi. Prick. Northsider. Wanker. Before the, See before you next Tuesday. For the last question there, let me just give a shout out to Joe Pinto Jr. He's a young man, in, I believe he's in Switzerland, who listens to the podcast. Yeah. So shout out to him. Best of uh, best of good health and everything. Good stuff. So, Go on, yeah, last question. Last question of the week. Robert Burke at Robert Burke 2011. What non-title fight are you looking forward to most and how does Jim Miller keep ending up on the super cards? Sean. Because he's exciting. Jim Miller's exciting. I think uh He's from New Jersey as well though. He is, yeah, and I think he's I think he fought in UFC one hundred, didn't he? It's only and he fought in two or two maybe, didn't he? Or one or two hundred maybe. He's a company yeah, so he's guy. Good, as well. And the other card final I'm also looking forward to is Habib versus Michael Johnson. PZ. Yeah, undercard is definitely Kabiga and Michael Johnson. I don't think that's what he asked though. Did he ask what non title fight you're looking yeah. for the most? Yeah. Oh, just on that card? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. Yeah, and Robbie Burke obviously uh uh, I know the guy well. Uh, no, no, he's with Marcel Garcia, Ireland. Thank you very much. Um, but uh, and what was your other question? What non-title for looking forward to most, and how does Jim Miller keep ending up on supercards? Because he's from New Jersey, Jim, and he's I a company. He's Jim a company Miller. man. I think Jim Jim Miller is a beast. I, I love watching Jim Miller yeah. fight. I, I, I think he had one bar and fight recently. I can't remember what it was, yeah. but I, I think he only had one bar and one recently that I can remember. Always exciting, and uh, yeah, again, Sean. Khabib and um, Michael Johnson is, is the fight that I'm looking for, forward to that doesn't have a title involved. Bilal Muhammad and Vincente Luca is going to blow oh, that shit, out of the yeah, water. Oh, shit, yeah, I'm serious about that. I am, I'm not joking. It's going to be a good... That kid, that, Bilal's a lovely guy. I've interviewed him a couple is, of times. That is the most forgettable fight on that whole character. I'm telling you, that's why it's going to be good. I'm telling you, let's just let's talk about it next well, week. It's, it's, it's good. That's going to be a good fight. When you see Bilal Muhammad... Because we had a fucking interview with him. Two fights. It wasn't. Do you remember his fucking fight against uh, Juban? It was an absolute corker of a oh. fight. What are you talking Steve about? Carl. I said I want to get Steve Carroll. Yeah, that was, was crap. Shite. That was shite. Yeah, that yeah, was. But Luke's Luke is going to knock him up and not knock him up. Jesus, um, <laughs> he's going to dust him up a bit and fucking knock him up. That should be a fun fight. <laughs> Oh fuck! See, that's you just you, you, you just do my fucking head in, Carl. I can't even think. You, you, you fucking 
mess my brain up because you wreck my head so much. Okay, it's gonna it's gonna be a corker. Um, okay, we're obviously gonna be back next week. Um, Sean, no, have, oh we, have we? Again. I'll do it, Sean. I'll do it, Sean. That's Fuck you, you. Sean. Have we got a day for next week? We're not sure. Are I we think with... we're doing it Monday. Possibly be out Tuesday, either Tuesday okay. morning, Tuesday evening, something like that. But we'd have one to you anyway. All right, sweet, Petey, um, myself and yourself are obviously gonna be over there. Um, during the week, uh, ex- excitement levels. Fucking nightmare. I know. I'm really excited. I'm really fucking excited. Yeah. I'm so excited to see New York. Uh, I've got a lot of friends. Um, <laughs> yeah. We live there. Uh, you friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like. I'm the most popular man in the whole Severa May crew. Let's be honest. It's doubtful. So, Everyone thinks. Anyway, so then uh, <laughs> I'm going. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I can't wait for the election on Tuesday, man. And we should all. What go a nightmare. Play. Fuck. It's gonna be a pain in the bollocks getting into New York on fucking Tuesday now with that. Oh, it's doing me head. But no, listen, I can't wait. Last time I was in New York was USA 94. There we go. Did your parents pay for that? No, we, I, that I actually won the trip. Me dad, I was only about fucking 10. And we won a trip. All expenses paid. Yeah, let's be honest, you were 25 in 1994. Yeah. So <laughs> My arse, look at me. 21st birthday went for Everyone thinks I look about 25. They do. With this voice as well. Oh, yeah. You hear that? The dulcet tones. <laughs> I think if you just listened to the dulcet tones and you were like, what age is Noel? You'd say like 52. But then when you saw you, when they saw you, they'd be like, no, he's only like 46. Well, and you are like, what age are you, 42? 25. <laughs> Damn, I fucking don't care. All right, guys. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, looking forward to this going down the road. It's been good fun tonight. And do, we all do appreciate you guys listening and checking out. You can catch us obviously on SevereMMA.com, um, on the Twitter page uh, at SevereMMA pod, at SevereMMA, um, at PT Carroll, at Niall McGrath, for Anna, Sean, Sheen, BA. Sean, it's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new era. Final words over to you, my friend. Get having you, lads. Looking forward to this going forward. Should be fun. And we'll end it like we always do. See you next Tuesday. The severe MMA people that are coming to the local shows way before everyone else. To see them coming up and they're getting their shot. And I'm proud that people are coming up with me.